but it's like if you are going to do marriage if you're going to find a queen that weirdly enough you are worthy of because i think we don't always get that narrative that you as a man have to be um yeah i I call it the othello principle because it's based on othello having a conversation with his best friend yeah Yeah, and uh, his best friend says to him look like your your missus has been doing this your missus has been doing that and the fellow just brushes him off and says effectively you're chatting rubbish um she was happy or she's happy she's joyful she eats when she wants she she does all of these great and wonderful things and she was all of those things when she chose me Ooh. do you know what i mean so yeah. unless unless she's unless anything's gonna be alright she's good in it and she's happy with me in it do you know what I mean so I think like working on yourself to become worthy of being somebody that somebody because effectively you're looking to be trusted you're listening to Journey to Fatherhood a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wabwenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Today is Journey to Fatherhood podcast. I want to say thank you for staying with us and we hope you're one, you're enjoying your journey too. Last week, we had an amazing guest by Asaluti where we talked about the title school fathers and stepfathers and today i have a great friend as well that has been a friend of mine since 2016 and he's really coming on here as an inspiration not just for people listening but for myself the reason i say this is because not only has he started from the journey in terms of helping young people young boys and females get that understanding of their personal development but he's a life coach and he's also in the education sector working towards making sure young people get academic development as well as personal development. So without further ado, my guest today is David Elliott. David, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you want to add anything to that? No, I think, I mean, you've pretty much said, said everything. You said it a lot better than I could have said it, but yeah, you said everything I was going to say anyway, to be fair. No, but I really, I know it sounds so formal, but I think I just wanted to make sure that people really get the idea because honestly speaking to you like we were talking about this before starting now but I was always inspired by the way you were so focused and I think I remember the last few so just to give people clarity and context David and I we worked similar city year so he was a team leader whilst we were whilst I was volunteering he was a team leader for city the organization we worked for and it was it, it was it was an interesting way that he approached everything because he always went with the idea of coaching. And that was what set him apart from a lot of people because most people would go at the idea of, okay, let me just lead by telling people what to do. But you are always looking to coach and even coaching people be that we're outside of your team. So it was never, uh, as you'd say, oh, it's team rivalry, I can't help these guys. But we were able to have conversations that really 
took a step further than just okay i have the title leader but i actually lead for example and it's, it, it shows itself because right now you still run your company shepherd and it's yesterday i believe yesterday was a three-year anniversary right yeah so congratulations with that and it, it, i guess it's much. testament to the fact that that was something that you were definitely inspired by it because that was starting off after or just towards the end of city year mm-hmm. and so yeah go on sorry yeah no it's okay and i think for me it's, it just shows that there are people that can lead but there are people that can teach in terms of leading by title but also teaching through example and i've definitely learned that even though you weren't my team in my team i learned mm. so much because you kind of showed me that the true passion you had behind it because i think you were, there was a time we had a conversation the last few times last few weeks or days you were talking about the long-term plans that you had the yes. trajectory and i still remember it to the day to this day because when i started seeing your different posts from years years ago a year or two ago when i started seeing the different posts that you were still maintaining it you got your qualification and coaching and all these things started coming up i was like wow he stuck to it mm. and i guess that's genuinely what i'm inspired by i think like a big part of just being a leader is making sure you've got a vision and so mm. anyone who comes on board and i, I guess the same is with relationships as well is that anyone who comes on board knows exactly what it is that they're getting on board with and i think if the the clearer i know what it is the clearer i'm able to explain it to the people i manage or to my now fiance and so it it makes the communication and the buy-in a lot easier because if they're not really on board that's fine if they do understand what you're trying to achieve and people are on board with it then it makes the whole journey a lot easier if that makes sense and i think just in testament to you you spoke about asa having us on your podcast last week like and i said this to you before we started you lot as a team were on the ball you lot were resilient you persevered and most of all you lot were super passionate man and it was good it was good to see um from outside because it was like I could only hear, I could only hear what it was like from the like from the outside, but I knew it was mm. it was testing. Um, but you guys rose to it, and you still had an incredible impact. It was always good to see. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that year I think Asa and I hinted on it last last episode, but it was like you said a testing year. And I think what definitely stood out for me was the Friday sessions that we would have. I know a lot of people where would come always come back and say there's no need to have a Friday session. Let's just go back to school, or let's not just come at all. But <laughs> those Friday sessions were needed for us because mm. it was an opportunity for us to actually look at okay, things aren't so bad. We're not the only ones going through this like this. So hearing other people's stories, listening to other team leaders, and how they were approaching it. Which is why I said, despite you not being my team leader, I learned so much from you that helped me transfer that to my students, because mm. you had those years of experience, and of course, you were actively working even outside of that towards what mm. you're passionate about. And I'll 100%. just catch you on what you said there. I think, I guess we we're going to talk about it anyway, but talked about being a leader and actually something people can buy into. And you mentioned your fiance. So once again, congratulations. <laughs> 
Thank you. Good listener. Congratulations on that. A huge congratulations on that. I think that I was so excited about when that news came out. Was it last month or the start of this month? Uh, but, last, oh, yeah, March. Yeah, March it was. Yes. But, oh, wow, we're in May now. Sorry. No, but it was months, late March. Late, late March. March. So yeah. two months ago. Yeah. But, it, it was it was exciting to see that because I know that you make a great partner because of the things that you said, leading by example. Mm. And it, it kind of brings it down to exactly what we're talking about because, of course, the next step, this is the family that you're, you're going to have. And it is so, it's so poignant to the idea of fatherhood because, mm. like we said, we highlighted last year, um, last episode with Asa, so many people, you can be a father to kids that aren't even yours and mm-hmm. I'm sure you fathered a lot of kids as funny as <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> I know what you mean non, non-biological just for the just for the record absolutely, yeah. absolutely but yeah yeah but no I know what you mean I know exactly what you mean so yeah but I think because you've had that experience with young people in education because a lot of them have looked up to you and like you know were aware of it a lot of young boys don't have that father figure so they mm. look to teachers in schools, male teachers and male role models. So mm. I think for me, it just brings this exciting question, actually two-folded question. How okay. do you feel going into it? And what 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 kind of actions are you taking towards embracing it? So how, you mean how am I excited about becoming or getting married basically? And Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think to be honest, nothing but excited. Mm. nothing but excited um i've just generally always appreciated the symbolism and the i guess just the unit of marriage or or the concept of marriage um and i think it's been good all of the previous situations that i was in before have been about helping me get to this point here where like I fully know myself. Um, I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And better yet, I'm in a better position to be able to respond to somebody in a loving way. I don't mean in, in a way that's like, I love them, but in a way that makes them know that I hear them and that I love them uh, based on what works for them. And it wasn't easy. Um, we had a lot of misfires and mistrials, but we got there in the end. Um, and, I, and in all honesty, like, I think what's great about just generally my fiance is that it's super easy. Um, to the point where it's almost like, it's almost scary that it's so easy for us to work together. So I think like, in my personal history, relationships generally get to a point where they become difficult. I've uh, usually twofold. Mm. Um, and so, like with us, maybe it's maturity, maybe it's trial and error, maybe yeah. it's just pure reflection and figuring out who I am. But we we still have a few disagreements, but yeah. not not as many as basically I'm used to. And okay. they're sorted out very, very easily. And I think that's a testament to who she is. Because um, she's like, it's literally... Yeah, she's just fantastic, to be honest. Super, Aww. super fantastic. Um, and so, like, I mean, she asked me the other day, uh, how did I, how long 
into our relationship because I know that I was going to propose and I said probably about just less than a year to be concrete um, because before the proposal it was about a year or yeah about nine months before I proposed I told I spoke to her mum oh, wow. about um yeah and but so we, we kept it a long secret um, mm. but it was all planned because she was still figuring things out in terms of her education and because she was doing her masters at the time um and it was like now's probably not the best time so it was all planned but it was all it was always exciting and then i think it really hit home when i bought the ring and i was like wow we're actually i'm doing this man yeah. i'm proper proper i'm proper doing this and thankfully i had the support of um my my sister and her husband and um one of my good friends aaron I'm not sure if you remember Aaron. Yeah. yeah. So so Aaron was with me and he was guiding me cool. along, helping me figure out things. Yeah. And so shout out to Aaron. And so he was like, he it was the little things that he was telling me, like, if you're gonna buy a ring, just a tip, make sure you buy it with at least a month um notice. Because it takes a while for them to get the size and to get the okay. gems and, and you don't want to be stressing about it coming like a day or two before you get your ring so yeah. I was like oh okay I'm glad I came early because I never would have known that that was I thought you just go there you pick, pick it out stupid so um yeah no I'm excited I, I'm I'm super excited to to start the next part of this journey with my fiance because I think the best part about it was I didn't I didn't do it because it was like the right thing to do or was the thing that you were supposed to do it, it just felt as if it was the best thing for us considering where we both want to go in, in terms yeah. of life if that makes sense and we had um a very honest conversation we first literally on our first date we spoke about values we spoke about um where do we like what do our careers potentially look like in the future hmm. um we spoke about just the normal stuff like things you like things you dislike uh, I'll never forget that she, on the first date, she told me that she does not like to be left on red. Um, uh. <laughs> and to this day, to this day, to this day, it's like, it's, it's, I think I've already done it twice um, in over two years. So, wow, like, that's a very, exactly. That's, so I, I clap for you. I don't, <laughs> that's conscious effort there. This, trust me and so it was like um it was a very very honest very open to be fair quite a vulnerable conversation we had on mm. like i said the first day because for me I, I was like i don't want to mess around i don't want to dilly dally around things and yeah. i'm glad she had the same energy to be honest um because now we're here and things are great mm. so yeah i'm feeling excited very, very yeah, excited. You're, you're definitely an excited man. I can see the face. I can see the facial expression. I wish the listeners could see your face right now. The big <laughs> smiles, the head shaking side to side as you're talking. Mm. Now you're taking a sip because you can't contain it. Taking a <laughs> sip of water. No, but I'm really, really excited. And you can tell this is what it's meant to be. This is that intentional date and that then leads to marriage and then leads to a yeah. wonderful family. But yeah. that 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 just brings me so much joy to see that yes you can be direct in the first of course not everyone will be the same but i, I was yeah. so encouraged by that first what you saying about the first date because the amount of times people told me no you can't ask all those questions you can't no that's too much at the first get to know each other first ask favorite colors i'm like Psh. favorite colors 
Like, come on, small talk, but I'm just glad I'm not on my own. Thank you. Yeah, no, because I've seen it too often where people wait. It becomes the people wait too long to have these kinds of conversations, and then it becomes mm. awkward or even taboo. So, I mean, if I want to know you, I need to know yeah. what works for you. And so, like, it was like I asked her. Uh, I have this thing where you have three functional, I guess, values. The three things that you do or need somebody or would expect somebody to do, or at least recognize within yourself. For me, okay. it was um, it was trust, support, and acceptance. If I get those three, I'm good. Do you know what I mean? And she'll mm. she'll know as well that if there's ever an issue, the usually the, the likelihood is it will be because one, if not more of those three things, I'm having an issue with because I'm not necessarily getting it. And she gave me hers in return as well. And so I know if I'm not, you know, if something's going a bit higgy haga, I usually know mm. it comes down to me not necessarily fulfilling one of the three things she told me on our first date. And so okay. Like I, from then on, it was like I, I know this woman. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I know her values. I know what works for her. Um, I know a few of her likes and dislikes. I didn't know her favorite color for a while until after that. Um, but <laughs> let's, it was just like matter of let's get direct. Let me find out the true you. Why wait? What's the worst that can happen? You're gonna say, oh, I don't like this person. Yeah, good. If it's the first <laughs> date and we have this, good. Do you know what I mean? If it's the first date and you're like, I don't like you, that's fine. At least I've only wasted one date. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I've wasted a lot more time and investment only yeah. for us to have this conversation six months to, in some cases, years down the line, and then be like, oh, we're not actually aligned. We're not equally yeah. yoked, as they say. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, let's just do this now. Let's just bond the chit-chat and just get straight to it. <laughs> I love the way he says bond the chit-chat. <laughs> I think that was my, um, a few years ago, that was what I was struggling with because it was almost a, a sense of, you're too forward, so you push people away. But at the same time, it was, yes. you need to know these things if you want to carry on. I wanted to, 100%. I always try to be intentional with anything I do. And like you say, find the chit chat. Mm. <laughs> I, I just wanted to catch what you said, because I liked what you said. That You said there were three functional value, um, three functional things that you stand mm -hmm. by. That's trust, value, support. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I really like that. So trust, um, yep. Acceptance right. and support. Oh, so trust, acceptance, and support, not value. Yeah. Okay. Trust, acceptance. I think I'm definitely going to be using that as, to help me. Like the way. So that's trust, acceptance, and support test. Mm. Okay. I like the abbreviation test. <laughs> test that. Okay. <laughs> but. I'm happy that you kind of led into it now. And I think it just brings the question. I, I told you that, of course, the aim of this platform is to really bring about healing to a lot of young men, as well as the females that may not have had great father, father relationship, relationship with their fathers. But in line with that, I just wanted people to get different perspectives of what people see fatherhood is. So that brings me to my first question or second question. What does the term fatherhood mean for you? I think for me, it's the ultimate opportunity for any, I guess, male figure in their family to protect, mm. uh, oh no, sorry, provide, uh, defend, and the term that I call elucidate. So just make, help to make things clear. 
in their families. Okay. Like it, it's it's it, for if you want an abbreviation PDE. PDE. So I was about to ask you that. <laughs> so to provide to um, d- defend and elucidate that if that's effectively your. I guess your three core values in terms of what you should represent within that okay. household or that home or, or that unit. And I think that's the great, for me, I realised that marriage is more so about becoming a unit. Mm. Um, it's not, when you speak to some men about marriage, they make it seem as if it's bondage or um, eternal suffering. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. what, what, what is this? What is this? Um, so for me, I see, but I flipped on it and I was like, for me, it seems as if it's more about being a unit and, um, yes, maybe sometimes, I guess if you're going on the usual kind of roles kind of situation of it, it can seem a bit interesting that not a lot of men have stepped up, um, to this role with, I guess, as much vim or, I guess, in the long term, when the when the rubbish hits the the bins, I guess just the desire to stick at it, even though it seems as if it's getting difficult. And so for me, I think when I cl- clarified what exactly it is that might be um, expected of me, rightfully so, to be fair, in in a in marriage, I was like, cool. If I can nail these three things down, great. And t- to be fair, I get it. I was reading a book called um, oh, what is it called? have it in my front room and I've forgotten what it's called. I think it's something along the it's a book about boys and men and how basically we are failing, I guess, to mature generally or develop young boys to becoming um, good men. And it was little things like men are basically super expensive because men. they take up most yeah, men. So men men are very expensive just to society. Yeah. So if you look at for example, um, just let's take policing. So okay. I think in the UK, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it's either 75 or 85% of um, inmates are men. Oh, okay. Right. So all of those inmates, not only do they need food, but they need to be provided for by the system. They need to be obviously imprisoned and prisons cost money. And then you have to pay for the people who are um, taking care of the prisoners. <clears throat> Um, you've got to think of the people involved in rehabilitation. You've got to think of people mm. who are taking care of them once they leave the prison. Um, so that's already very expensive. Then you've got to think about generally um, terrorism. Most of the faces that people um, associate in terms of at least gender-wise with terrorism are male figures. Okay. And that alone, if you look at America's defence budget, boy, so generally speaking men are very very expensive and so right and so the book was basically saying it makes more sense for us to make sure that we have good conscious men because not only is it better for the world not only is it better for for women but it's also a hell of a lot cheaper um in the long run for everybody if we can make sure that we are focusing on ensuring that we are developing men of and boys of good character wow i didn't i never really saw it like that that's why i was a bit caught off when you said men are the most men are are very expensive Mm. because first thing that came to my mind actually i won't say the first thing that came to my mind because some of our (laughs) listeners will be offended (laughs) i'll allow you to make your assumptions 
But yeah, I did not expect that. But I like the explanation behind it because it makes so much sense. Mm. Okay. And even during, like, because obviously we're, we're going through the pandemic at the moment. The yeah. only, and rightfully so, the only other news story that, that's gained much traction, at least as far as I'm concerned, has been just issues around domestic violence. Mm. And so it's like, okay, well, once again, men are not only becoming expensive in terms of money, but they're becoming expensive in terms of they are costing us lives, women's lives, their children's lives, and they're, they're, they're effectively destroying them from within their own homes. And so the expense isn't just financial, it's, it's psychological um, as well for a lot of, not just um, women, but just generally society. So there does need to be a lot done to, I guess, ensure that that's, there's less expense, if that makes sense. I see. I see. I think now, okay, with because I like your understanding. So just to phrase, you were talking about fatherhood as a unit or commitment. Just mm. run me through your. If you, I know there's no one definition for fatherhood, but if yeah. you were to describe the term fatherhood, how would you put it? Um, I guess just to go back to what I said earlier, to be the figure who provides defends and elucidates life for their family. Absolutely, PDE. Okay. So with that, then I just want to dive into a bit deeper, just to understand a bit more of you and help, help our listeners. What was your experience growing up with your father? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so it was a bit weird. Um, we, I guess, basically, my, my parents split when I was quite young. Um, and although they split he was always i guess present and available okay if that makes sense so um it wasn't one where they break up and then i don't you know i don't see him for whenever but it was it was it was good it was good um very strange because my dad was effectively old enough to be my grandfather um so it was a bit like having yeah so, so it was a bit weird because it was like having both um because at his age i was probably never going to, to to see i've never seen um my granddads either of them and it's actually one of the things i said to my my, my fiance i've said to her look like i want to be alive to see my grandkids that's the one that's the one thing it doesn't mean that we should, we should push it, but yeah, uh, I know it married. <laughs> but I definitely want to see, I want to see my grandkids because I've I've never seen my grandparents or my granddads. Um, seen both my grandmums, but grandmothers, but not my granddads. Um, and so it was always good. Uh, he was super super wise, um, and he he had disability because I think we we had ish ish similar personalities. So when I was finding things troublesome, um, he kind of knew the way, he knew about me in ways I didn't know about me, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so when it came to helping me find strategies to improve things, then it was like, oh, look, this this will work. Um, and the thing is, I realized only in hindsight, he was, he's spoken to me about becoming a teacher when I was 17. And that me early. and my, yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. I'd never seen it. Um, and to be fair, like, so he kind of spoke to me about it and my mum kind of carried on pushing it um, mm. f throughout the years. And so 
it was always interesting. I always think back to that when I decided to eventually do my PGCE, uh, I think 11 years later, I was like, I should just listen to him at first. But I have no regrets um, mm. about not doing it so early. But he was just, he was, don't get twisted, obviously everyone's got their issues, but he was, overall as a father, he was great. Especially after, actually no, just generally he was great, to be honest. Glad to hear that. And I, I like what you talked about there. Despite the separation, he was still involved. And that takes a lot because it requires extra work. And I'm, I'm always inspired when men take that responsibility to still invest, to still yeah. develop that relationship. And for you to say these things about him, that means he definitely did a great job there. Mm, and it's, 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 it's interesting to see that we still have those examples relevant right now. Yeah. So what would you say you've taken, what would, what would be, what have you learned from your relationship or that you plan to take into oh, your family? So much. Oh, so the first thing will be in terms of just providing. I think okay. um, I would always recommend this, at least to like um, young men, just for maybe for one month or so, just pay whatever bills you can within your means. Just like, and so I'm talking okay. like, especially the um, the food one. Um, I just mm. came back from Costco the other day and um, like, so obviously everything was in bulk, but yeah. you see the joy, I don't know what it is, but you see the joy on your family's faces when like you bring them food. Yeah, um, provision. It's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm taking care of my family. They're happy. Mm. No one's got to worry about like little things like food and stuff like that. Um, and even things like the the internet and um, television and stuff, it's like, because I'm, I'm still um, at my mum's house and so, or for the time being, so it's like, I said, okay, look, I'm going to pay for the the Sky and the the, the, BT, the internet from now on, because the, the yeah. internet we had was just, it was shoddy. Um, so it's like, all right, cool, take over that. And now the, the internet is so much better and if people are happy and we're watching um, BT Sport now and and all these mm. things because we missed that that was a big bonding thing for me and my brother growing up was watching football yeah um mainly the champions league so um Depending like what team you, support. It, it, well to be fair i'm an arsenal fan so we're not watching ourselves <laughs> anymore yeah definitely um, not even before that you shouldn't <laughs> but um it was a it was a great feeling to be able to like it's always always i personally think it's it, it feels great when I realize I'm able or I realize I was able to provide for my mm. family consistently as well and it would make them happy do you know what I mean and so I think that's something I think all I, I learned from him he had a phrase he said look um because we, we weren't exactly rich growing up he was like look David we won't always have money but there'll always be food in the fridge I was like Ooh. okay Exactly. Just make sure that everyone at the very bare minimum is fed um, and is, is not going hungry. Yeah. So, and I, I always appreciate that. So I think that was one of the um, the key things I learned about taking from from him. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, I, I think he caught me with that one. We won't always have money, but there will always be food in the fridge. And I think that's just... That means that can mean so much. Yeah. That can mean you can translate it to so much because in my head I can actually see a fridge, and a fridge mm. is in a home. That also means mm. that there's something always at home, despite if you don't see what other people have. Uh, oh, I like that. That's true. Security at home. It just 
Wow, that's part, he he must have thought about that one a lot because that uh, that that is a deep one. I think people can let it fly over their head, but if you really think about the connotations behind that, yeah, I never thought about it like that. To be fair, in terms of the fridge, that's really part, even to me. That's a, a new perspective. That yeah, that's good. That's it. Man, like he's wise. He's definitely wise. He's definitely wise. <laughs> he was. He oh was, wow. Was, yeah, and it was it was the little things like that. Like knowing I should become a teacher, um, even helping me kind of discern what I should look for um, in in a wife, or helping me figure out what's what's going to work well for me with a wife. Because um, yeah. I I asked him that when uh, just before he passed, and it was like it was very profound. For, I think he said what did he say? He said three things. He said definitely independent. Um, there should be notes. yeah independent. Yeah, if if there's a preference, sharp, but not. Oh, what did he say? They should be sharp, but not basically overly, I guess, argumentative. If that makes sense. Okay. So they can get their point across without too much volume and stress and toxicity. But obviously, you also have to be able to do the same in yeah. reverse. Um, so independent, you should be sharp but not uh, blunt, I guess. And what was the last one? Oh, it's going to bug me now. I've forgotten it. I've forgotten it. It's one one of my diaries somewhere, but... Your dad seems to dwell on a power of three. Always yeah. And likewise yours. He's passed that on. PDE. IS, I was waiting for that, but we got TAF, PDE, IS, something else. Please definitely send that across to me. Yeah, if I, I find it, I definitely will do. I appreciate it. it that's actually interesting you highlighted that because yesterday on our Instagram at Journey to Fatherhood podcast, I shared a survey or a question asking people what type of topics would they like to learn? Mm. Would they like to hear more about? And the very inter- one of the ones that we had come up was don't know how you'd be able to answer this, but someone asked if we could, one of the topics they wanted to talk about on the podcast is what qualities should a woman look for to discern if a partner would make a good father? Oh, that is a good question. That is a yes, great question. Um, okay, so I guess my answer is twofold. Okay. Um, I guess just generally those going back to the whole P P D E thing, like making sure that he has the ability, the means, and that the very, very bare minimum, maybe when you're younger, the 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 potential to be able to provide, defend and elucidate. Like I it's and by the way, just for the clarity of dictionary, elucidate basically means to make clear, to bring clarity to to, to streamline effectively. So <clears throat> I think because I mean so when I in my obviously in my younger days when I was dating it was a bit more I guess to a degree superficial um but that being said like I think the values were always there um I've never necessarily been a short term person um generally speaking so I think like I've always I always knew that I was more of a relationship guy if that makes sense yeah um so i think in terms of what people would look for in a guy or somebody who's going to make a good father it's those things like 
I'd you spoke about earlier in terms of being a father figure to younger boys. Um, I've been doing that since I was basically 22, 20, okay. wow, 22. Um, when I took on this really badly performing football boys football team uh, while they were in year eight. And mm. it was just like, the first thing that the, 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 the woman who brought me on board said to me, she said to me, you're going to need to be a father, an uncle, a brother, um, oh, wow. and a friend to these boys in different ways because that's what they need. And it, it's always stuck with me because she wasn't lying. And that stuck with me when I was a, a manager, when I was as a life coach and now as a teacher. Um, that you've got to be prepared to fulfill different roles within obviously your remit to make sure that you do these things for for in your, your team. Like when I was a team member, or, or sorry, a manager, um, that's those three things still stuck with it. I had to make sure that I provided the things for my team so that they could do their job to defend them when there were either mad accusations from other people or defending their things like, for example, their, their aspirations and dreams to maybe go to uni and things like that and making yeah. sure they had the time to do their dissertations and stuff like that whilst they were working, defending their time or defending them sometimes from themselves or even defending them from people outside of our team and just elucidating, making sure things were clear all of the time. Um, and I definitely got better at it over the years uh, in terms of making sure that the guidelines were clear, what I had envisioned for their development was clear, what we were trying to achieve as a team was clear. And I think that's what's made for me, management a lot easier is sticking by those three things, especially as a man. And if you can find ways to like ask questions around whether or not they can do those things, how are they like to a degree with, with and around children? Um, within reason and definitely at good timing, making sure that they're... So not a first date? No, definitely on first date. I wouldn't go with credit rate. I wouldn't go with credit ratings <laughs> on the first date. But we um, said we're going to be direct on the first date. No, we we can be direct, but there's definitely you know finances is a I bit know. sticky. Um, but um, I think just those three things. If you can see, figure out how what he's like with those three things, and you you will figure out how good of um, a father that person will be. I like that. I really like that. I think that then brings me to my next point in terms of your current journey. I think you've you've kind of highlighted the different ways that things that you're learning. But yes. in terms of your current journey to, towards fatherhood, strictly mm. focusing on fatherhood, not being a husband or adult yes. or maturing, but fatherhood, mm. what kind of steps are you taking? How's that journey Ooh. going? Good question. So um, that's an interesting one. Obviously, I'm getting married, um, <laughs> so that's part of the journey because I can't do it on my own. Um, and then I think, in terms of father figures, I mean, I think one thing I'm trying to do now is starting to listen to more or read more material about just generally fatherhood. Um, I'm going to find that book and I'll send you the link. Um, it's quite a big one. Uh, um, but it's basically talking about how even just your brain changes when you become a father. Okay. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Um, and basically, they, they talk about, um, in the book, it talks about John Lennon. 
I think this was after, no. or just, yeah, uh, Beatles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think he speaks about how he was in an interview with, um, or not interview, he was doing a session with father figures and just talking about like how, um, what do they basically want to get out of life and or do with their kids? And I think John Lennon basically said, spend more time with his children. Um, and he didn't know that it was John Lennon at the time. Mm. Uh, until basically someone came to speak to him after the interview and ask him for an autograph. And he thought that was weird. And then, he, and then the person said to him, no, it's, I'm not asking you for an interview uh, autograph. It must be John Lennon. He's like, oh. And I think it was that period afterwards that John Lennon basically kind of took a bit of time from the Beatles, was a bit more at home. Uh, with his son and basically said oh, it's like a great great feeling and to be fair it's also one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate of making sure that men get more paternity leave um, because the differences in terms of the brain and your ability to do things and the things that you would consider when you become a father and you're active by the way active yeah. father um, it's night and day difference night and day difference and funny enough actually i was talking to because my girl uh, my fiance is a midwife she spoke about how um women i think something along i think this is what she said something to do with just maturity and not fully maturing until basically they give birth physically by the way i mean and mm -hmm. i was like oh that's interesting um and i think the book kind of says something similar along the lines in terms of men not physically maturing fully until they are dads themselves Oh, wow. um okay. especially psychologically and i, I kind of get it books, please i will do i will do uh it's very it's bugging me a lot i can't remember the book um but it was like that made a lot of sense so i'm reading that book at the moment and figuring out what what that works for that i think i'm also trying to get a little bit more um because being a secondary school teacher there's reasons i'm not a big fan i, I wasn't going to do primary school mm. um but my own children will be primary school children at some stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you can't avoid it. <laughs> and so can't, I can't avoid it for forever. And so I think like, I'm just learning, especially with my mum, because I think my mum did a very good job with us, raising us three, especially kind of majoritively on our own. Uh, she's a nursery nurse. And so when it comes to early development, she's on point mm. um, in terms, especially with things being proactive in terms of making sure that we had good morals and we did the right things, et cetera, et cetera. So like, or at least if we did the wrong things, we were able to reflect on it and get it right the next time. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm learning a little bit from her in the current moment um, and as well as just reading books about fatherhood generally. And also seeing like, I think especially as a last point, I think keeping in mind that a lot of footballers nowadays are becoming uh, fathers. Um, like, I think when I hear about how they go off to go and, for example, when Alex Ferguson said to, uh, well, not Alex Ferguson, sorry, wrong story. There was an interview with a guy who was having his first child and an interviewer asked them, like, why is the player not here? And the, his coach basically said to him, defended him and said, he's becoming a father. It's more important than football or basketball, oh, whatever oh, sport yeah. it was. It's like, that is a moment you won't get back. He doesn't need to be here. This is just sport. That's fatherhood. So he got it. Um, he got it a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I think, yeah, I'm learning about fatherhood from those different arenas.
Oh, wow. I'm, I'm just also be mindful of your time. I think the two questions that really want to learn, get from you. And I yeah. think it's for our listeners just to give them something to work and chew on. First yeah. one is what advice would you give to young aspiring men regarding fatherhood as they make their own journey? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say, I probably should have said this in the last question, actually, to be fair. If they are spiritually inclined, especially if they're Christians, use the Bible to guide you. Mm. That's, that's, I think that's been my fundamental truth. It's like, if there needs to be, there needs to be something above you that, to hold you accountable. I won't lie to you and say like, because I think this is a big part of it. When my father died, I realized there was a void. Um, yeah. Like there was no one, at least physically here that I could say, oh, they know exactly who I am and they know the situation I'm about to go into. They can guide me, especially as a man. Um, I haven't got that. So the, the, I wouldn't say the next best thing, but the thing that kind of is, is there's no gaps between now. There's no space between is the Bible. And so it, it helps me a lot because I think there's a verse in the Bible where it says, um, although you, there are many guardians in Christ, you don't have many fathers. Ooh. And that stuck with me a lot because that's, that's just said to me, look, if, if, if I'm going to do marriage, if I'm going to do fatherhood, make sure I've got fathers and married people around me who can guide me on how to do yeah. these things well because I'm, otherwise I'm going to do it blindly oh. and going to get a lot of it wrong and I don't want to get a lot of it wrong. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the first thing is that try and find, if you're not supposed to be cried, somebody, a father figure um, who basically it inspires you to become somebody you can aspire to become. I think that would be the first thing. I think secondly, a biblical again, right, but down. going back going back going back to Proverbs, um first five there's five instructions in Proverbs, mainly specifically for men, um, in terms of becoming stepping up to the plate and becoming um men of good character, um okay. that are effectively worthy of um having oh yeah aspiring to marriage because it's not for everyone uh, which yeah. the bible also says but it's like if you are going to do marriage if you're going to find a queen that weirdly enough you are worthy of because i think we don't always get that narrative that you as a man have to be um worthy of them. yeah i, I call it the othello principle because it's based on othello having a conversation okay. with his best friend yeah. yeah, and uh, his best friend says to him, look, like, your your missus has been doing this, your missus has been doing that. And the fellow just brushes him off and says, effectively, you're chatting rubbish. Um, she was happy, or she's happy, she's joyful, she eats when she wants. She, she does all of these great and wonderful things, and she was all of those things when she chose me. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless unless she's unless anything's gonna be awry, she's good in it, and she's happy with me in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like working on yourself to become worthy of being somebody that somebody because effectively you're looking to be trusted. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To be trusted with difficult times, to be trusted with difficult situations, to be able to provide, to be able to defend, and to be able to make things clear. Um, and if you can't prove that you can do that, especially for yourself, based on what the, proverb, the first five proverbs say about not chasing, not chasing just anyone, 
right? Because that if you're not chasing anyone, you're focusing on developing yourself, mm. um, speaking up for people who can't speak up for themselves, um, not getting too drunk or waved so that you can't make effective decisions. Yeah. Um, these are a few of the things um, that I guess kind of Proverbs talks about and it's like making sure that you are worthy of being a father, which I guess is the ultimate position for a lot of men um, in terms of knowing that you are doing this journey well, if that makes sense. Um, I think doing, making sure you're working on yourself whilst also making sure you are worthy of somebody else is super, super important. Absolutely, absolutely. I like that. I like the importance of highlighting being worthy of someone else because mm. it's so easy to go about saying, Oh, do they deserve me? But we mm. don't think about, Do I deserve them? And it mm. makes because if you want, it's almost like applying for a job when you think about it, you want to make sure that you at least meet the criteria. Okay, mm-hmm. am I the right candidate for this role? Would mm. I do well? Would they see me well? And all of those things in terms of making sure yeah. I'm the right candidate. And that yeah. means building up your CV, building up your skills in terms of mm. character-wise and all those things. And mm. then I guess you probably give a similar answer to this next question, but yeah. what advice would you give to current fathers? Advice to current fathers? Um, I think advice I would give to current fathers. <sighs> That's a difficult one because I, at least technically speaking i'm not one um but i think yeah you're right in terms of making sure that or that i would use the previous answer to to answer this one because i think it's the same just making sure you're 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 returning to those three things um i think here's something that i think i wish i could see more of actually which is how do you just remember that you are effectively the first example that your son and daughter will see of how a relationship is supposed to work. Mm. I I didn't necessarily get to see that. And so basically what I'm now doing is um, one of the first things that I said that to, to my fiance is before we even got engaged was that if we do get engaged, we are going to do a marriage course. Yeah. Because people will do courses for qualifications and for whatnot and for certain skills, but they won't do one for marriage. Yeah. And I've seen, at least within my, my own family context, I've seen a lot of marriages, if marriages fail. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to continue that particular cycle. So I said, yeah, we're not going in blind. Or let's prepare for this, like prepare for your master's and I prepare to teach. Mm. Um, let's take a course and at least we'll have the basics and the fundamentals to make sure that this works. So I think, yeah, always, I think, um, what's his name? Stephen Covey calls it sharpening the saw, making sure that you're reflecting on what you're doing and analysing, seeing if it's working, doing new things to see if they will work and stop doing things that you realise aren't working for you and your your family unit. Absolutely. I think it's that constant idea of self-awareness, self-expression. Oh, that's that's all the questions. I think for me, I've really got so much. I've got my abbreviation. Still waiting for that last abbreviation. So... When you find out, please send it to me. And just so you know which one I'm talking about, it's independent, sharp, but not argumentative. And there was one yeah. word missing. 
and yeah it's almost like i'm giving you homework <laughs> but also, and then i need to get a book for you don't i yeah the two books the one that your fiance told you about in terms of brain men's brains developing i think yeah. it was an article or a book and then the one you're currently reading yeah, the boy crisis the boy crisis i'll definitely write that down the boy crisis there we go thank you yeah. so i have another book i'm ordering today yeah and then if there's other yeah i've got loads of other books about development of men the other one that i strongly recommend is king warrior magician lover wait one word king warrior magician lover yeah or yeah with commas okay sounds like an adventure movie <laughs> well that's very good it looks at the four different um i guess from a better way point it compartments of men's psychological um psyche and just um breaks it down into compartments and basically how they should be aiming for the peak of basically being a good king, a good magician, a good lover, and a good warrior. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I've got my I've got my homework set out now as well. But honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. I definitely enjoyed the conversation, and I'm happy it was a conversation. It didn't really feel like an interview because I felt that these are questions that are very I'm, I'm learning so much from this because i've got abbreviations to help me now and then i'm going to do my <laughs> research now honestly i love abbreviations it helps me remember things a hundred percent i'm a teacher so i'm always surrounded by abbreviations absolutely but definitely 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 going to work on these things and to the listeners i really hope that you gained a lot from this i know you did and if you have any more questions um david how can they get in contact with you so um, you can get in contact with me on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at shepherd underscore E27. Um, and if they want, they can also listen to my own podcast as well. Please what's Lead the, Your Legacy. Lead your, I'll put down the description. Say that again. Yeah. Lead Your Legacy. Lead, lead Your Legacy. It's available on all podcasting platforms. Okay. I'll definitely put that down. Guys, once again, that's lead your legacy podcast available on all platforms and that's david elliott any last words david um the only last words is thank you so much uh for this opportunity it's been great it's been a really good conversation especially about fatherhood because obviously i know it's coming but i hadn't thought that far ahead yeah um but what i had but you get it just it's just it's been good yeah. to reflect on what it's going to look like especially for myself so thank you for the opportunity and this podcast yeah it's just fantastic thank you very much i saw the smile that you had when you were talking about your fiance again it came back just at the end <laughs> you're gonna make a great husband and father man i'm just so happy for you well i'm looking i'm looking forward to it it's all about responsibility at the end of the day and i think especially just this is the last thing i would say um especially when you start to 10 30 people keep saying oh it's, it's downhill from here mm-hmm. the only reason from what i've understood is because the responsibility goes up and yeah if you yeah if you begin to learn to really really appreciate responsibility it will make the whole thing a lot more i've always liked responsibility personally um but not everyone especially men does so definitely if you can get some responsible experience leadership management projects whatever do that and it will help you with your 30s absolutely absolutely Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. I'll definitely be in touch with you. I'll let you know once we are ready. And just to let you know, I'll have the conversation with you. But to the listeners, 
you're listening to this on Friday and we'll be having a live stream on Saturday on IG Live and I'm looking forward to the live stream. Okay, all right, let's do this. Thank you so much, David. We'll definitely catch up later. Wonderful, all right, in a bit. Take care, guys. Take care.